Well, it's the playoff edition of the NHSportsPage.com podcast. I can't believe it's already playoff time for New Hampshire High School football. Uh, All the divisions have playoff games this weekend, and it's brought to us this week by our friends at Concord Orthopedics. They're all over the place, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. They've got locations, uh, Concord, Derry, New London, and Wyndham. Not Windham. We're not calling it Windham. And uh, I know some athletes uh, who have been going to Concord Orthopedics, some parents who have spoken to me about just how well they've been treated and taken care of over there, uh, some players that we cover that unfortunately have, have got dinged up along the way, but uh, you can't go to a better place. So uh, if there's a need, whether you're an athlete or a parent, uh, Concord Orthopedics, they are absolutely terrific over there. They're our longtime partners, and uh, they have one of the best reputations uh, in the state of New Hampshire. So uh, locations, again, in Concord, Derry, New London, and Wyndham. So definitely give them a call if the need arises. All right, and uh, you have a column out today where you picked all the playoff games. Uh, you gave the scores, too. I didn't give the scores, but I picked all the playoff games in the top ten. So uh, we could go over those and uh, maybe maybe make a few wild card predictions, too. So uh, why, don't, why, don't we, why don't we get right into it? When uh, Where do you want to start? Go. I mean, we might as well start in Division One. so I, I put everything out there. So did, did you read the call? I know you've been working – all morning, so if you haven't read the column or haven't had time to, I understand uh, you just got off the phone with Dan Aykroyd, so I know things are busy over there at the Jack Heath radio show. That's but right. Did you uh, did you read it at all? I did. I did read it, actually. When Jack was talking to someone I found boring, I read the, uh, I read the column. So Thank you very much. It was very <laughs> well done. Dan Aykroyd. Not no, Dan Aykroyd. No, not to, no, Dan Aykroyd was a home run. That's going to play tomorrow on the show when I'm in the air to uh, Virginia, but... Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it, yeah. I believe this is the first time anyone's picked the scores for all the games, so that was a good concept out of you. I like that. Yeah, just came up with it. Uh, USA Today. I stole it from USA Today in 1982. I think they were picking these things. But um, <laughs> did you like my analogy though? If uh, the Jaws analogy about Londonderry and Pinkerton, where it's like you blow up the great white shark, and then all of a sudden the giant fin pops back up like a month later. It's not. Yeah, you, but, feels, right? by the way, you know the mayor of the town in of uh, was it Amityville and Jaws one. He's also the mayor in Jaws two, which just goes to show you, Dave. Local elections matter. So that's, but yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. That's not good. He seemed more worried about the local economy than little boys being eaten by great white sharks <laughs> twenty five feet off the coast. That movie still plays. By the way, and by the way, because we always get off topic. If you watch the making of Jaws, the documentary is on YouTube. It's absolutely unbelievable. That whole thing was an unmitigated disaster, a lot like Star Wars. Yeah. You see the documentary on how they made Star Wars, but it always fascinates me that Star Wars and Jaws are two of the great movies of all time, and like everyone, to a man, everyone making the movie thought it was going to be an absolute disaster <laughs> the entire time. Yeah, that's uh, that's Renee McIsaac's favorite movie is Jaws. A little, little trivia yeah. for you. I like um, I like Londonderry. I, I, you know, I, I do think that there's drama. Because it's Pinkerton, I do think Pinkerton's are on their way there. But I pick London Dairy. I just think they're a better football team. I covered. I, I was there the first time around. I'm not saying Pinkerton isn't capable. They're always capable. But uh, I like London Dairy at home to exercise the demon once more. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, I picked London Dairy as well, and uh, I, I think Jimmy Lozon and company would have rather seen anybody else other than Pinkerton. The Undertaker. They're never going to admit that. I don't right. disagree with you. They're never going to admit that. They would never admit um, it, but yeah, but I, I still think they take care of business. Although maybe it's a little tighter than you might think. Right, right. Uh, so the second game, Salem's got to go back to Goffstown two weeks after losing a very, very close game at Goffstown, a, a win that ultimately got Goffstown into the playoffs. Um, this game is going to be played at St. Anselm's, and I wrote about it. You know, again, all the scores are up there, but. Um, 
you never know where McIsaac and I are going to go, and that's why you're listening. Uh, I uh, I like Salem. They're going to play in a turf field at St. Anselm's, which is what they're used to playing in, at, in Haverhill this season because their their own field is being is under construction. Um, I like Salem the second time around. I, I I took Goffstown in the top ten. Uh, I don't I I don't know why. I think I flipped a coin and it came up Goffstown because they're at home. So I'm going to go with Goffstown. Although it's tough to beat a team twice, especially a team like Salem. But I'll go with the uh, the Grizzlies for the sake of disagreement. Yeah, I mean they're not technically at home. That's the thing. You know they're playing at Saint, and of course that's what well, you didn't know on Monday. Saint Anselm, that part, Saint Anselm's College is actually in three different towns. It's in Goffstown, it's in Manchester, and part of it's in Bedford, I think. So that side of the campus is technically in Goffstown, Dave. Little uh, little trivia for what, you. What if the Bedford Bulldogs show up and want the field? Uh, they, 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 there has to be a rumble for it. They start snapping their fingers. You know, it's like West Side like Story. Out, like, uh, I was thinking the Outsiders. You went right to either a way. Musical, either right. way. Okay. All right. So the. So one of the interesting games is uh, Nashua North at home against Merrimack. Uh, no Curtis Harris this week. You know, I hear things, but uh, I hope Curtis Harris is back soon. Uh, he is not playing this weekend, though. Uh, got offered by your UNH Wildcats, by the way. No, I didn't, I didn't hear that. Yes, he did, which is a, a very smart move for uh, a very smart coaching staff. Um, I picked North in a low-scoring game. They've got to win this. In the teens, um, I don't know if offensively they can get much more than 21 points without Curtis Harris. I like North at home uh, to take care of business in a very, very close game against Merrimack. Yeah, I took North kind of before we knew whether Curtis was uh, playing or not playing. I'll stick with North, though. I, I still think they get the win here. Uh, although, yeah, like you said, probably a very, very, uh, very close game over Merrimack. Nassau South goes at Exeter. Uh, I like Exeter in a big way. Nothing against Nassau South. I just think it's a really tough matchup for that big physical uh, running game that they have. Grahalva can absolutely throw the ball. Um, and he, that's a kid who's really bounced back from being poorly coached in the Seacoast basketball tournament last year to, to have a good season. He's got Bill Ball now, so he's got an actually capable coach taking care of him. Look, and he's playing well because of it. It's amazing he's able to throw the ball that effectively with that big giant Seacoast tournament victory ring on his on his finger there. But uh, you know, in spite of that, he's able to throw tight spirals, which is good because that ring is. I I don't need to tell you, Dave. The uh, I mean, the first fighting with Kaiser's championship ring, we, we kept, kept it small. The second one got a little bigger. The third one is ridiculously big. Yeah, I think you're done. By the way. <laughs> My reign's coming back. My team's ready to roll. My team's on the floor, as Normandale would say. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like – so, to sum it all up, I mean, we'll be doing this next week, but preseason I picked Londonderry Exeter to be meeting at uh, UNH, and I, uh, I am not deviating off that path. I, I still think that's where we're going to end up. All right, so there's Division One for you for this week. Uh, let's, let's move down to uh, the Banana Land division, right? I like Banana Land a lot. It's going to be fun. I, you know, I – I mean, I picked, I think, three of the four favorites, but that doesn't mean, I, mean, I think there's going to be a lot of close games. So anyway, so let's let's get into it. The top seed is Bo. They're going to play Sauhegan again. Sauhegan beat, for people that don't know, Sauhegan beat Bo twice last year, including the playoffs. Uh, they played last week a very, very close game. Steve Garrett, I think Steve Garrett, by a nose over Gavin Erta is my Division Two Player of the Year, and Sander Wimmer would be third. I think that's – we vote at the end of the year. We have open ballots. We show everybody and explain our picks, but that's kind of where I'm sitting today before the playoffs. Yeah, I think we agreed on every one of our picks here. I took Bo as well, although, if, like I said, if Sauhegan somehow beats Bo, uh, I mean, I will be surprised, but I won't faint dead away, right? 
No, not at all. No, I, I think Salhika can win the whole thing. I yeah. really do. Yeah. I really, really do. I, I think seven of the eight teams could win it legitimately. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like Bo in this one at home, and I think it's good for them to face Salhegan twice in a row if they can win because they are most likely moving on to the next game, going to play Hollis Brookline, who's another team uh, that throws the ball quite a bit. Hollis Brookline goes on the road at Kennett this weekend. I like them in a big way. I just think Kennett's going to have a lot of problems covering them in space. And, uh, you know, for Kennett to win that game, they're going to have to grind them on the ground. And uh, Hollis Brookline's defense has been pretty good of late. I don't think that happened. So I like I like Hollis Brookline to go on the road and beat Kennett. This, this reminds me of, uh, I forget which year it was, whether it was 2014 or 2015, whichever, when St. Thomas had to go to Kennett. For uh, yeah. it was a semifinal that year, but I think yeah, I think Hollis Brookline going up there is going to have some success, and uh, and and be moving on. In fact, I took Hollis Brookline. Spoiler alert: If you didn't read the top ten, I took Hollis Brookline to get to the finals as I picked the whole yeah. bracket. So uh, I'll take the Cavaliers in this one as well. Yeah, I like that. That that was right. Wasn't that one of the coldest games you've ever covered? You did that game for us, I believe, or Pete did it. I can't remember. Yeah, no, Pete. Yeah, there. we were all on top of the box. Pete was there too. I wore a, I wore like ski pants. I wore about seven layers or so, and we were on top of the press box, which is like just about where the tree line is. And it was it was the coldest game by far I've ever been at work. Gloves, a hat, a mask, everything. I actually had to go like I, I stopped at a at a restaurant in North Conway proper afterwards and just sat there for fifteen minutes just trying to get warm. And I just couldn't. Yeah. I was I wasn't warming up. It was it was pretty brutal. But uh, but it was. I mean those. Uh, Listen, if Kennett gets a lead early in that game, and the, the, those North Conway fans, they make a ton of noise, and they will be fired yeah. up for that one. So it, it, Kennett, Kennett could absolutely win the game. I just like Hollis Brookline a lot. I think they're playing the best right now out of anyone in D2. I, I No, I agree, and uh, and it's, it, it's going to be early on. I think whoever jumps out early has a big advantage because if Kennett has to stop throwing, start throwing the ball because they're behind, or if they're able to kind of run the football with Dominic Jones uh, and Kyle Perry and take you know time off the clock, then I, I think that's big too. So I like Hall's Brookline in that one. The game that I'm going at, going to, excuse me, the franchise and I and my, I'll set you up for this, color commentator at Pelham will be the one and only, give it to me. Haley, I like the snakes in this one. It's your boy, Matt Regan. <laughs> he's, he's all, he's a little too excited to be color commentator for this one. The pythons gonna be... are going to devour the bobcats, Haley. It, it's a coach's, uh, it's a coach's summit up there, uh, above the press box because Mike Sullivan, our good buddy from Plymouth, the Plymouth basketball coach, a buddy of ours, is going to be calling it for, uh, uh, Penny Baker, I can't remember the name of the, the station they have over there. They do a great job. The local, what's it called again? Oh uh, yeah, Penny Baker TV with Dan, Dan Salser and uh, and Sully will probably be doing the game, right? Dan, they Dan, do great. Yeah, they're great. Dan's a good. They Dan, do a really Dan's good. a good guy. Yeah, and Sully's they a great do a really guy. Good job. Yeah, they will. Uh, they they probably won't have fourteen cameras like uh, Hudson Public TV <laughs> did last week. Jen and I were in the crowd. Couldn't because resist. Hudson Public TV had fourteen. Cameras, I swear to God, oh, they took up every spot in that place. Uh, and as you know, Hudson uh, Public TV, after that game, got the contract. They will be doing Alabama LSU on Saturday, I believe, right? Did I hear that? Did I read that? Yeah, the, yeah they're, they're bringing that. back Vern Lundquist just for that game. It's a, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. So, it, so um, we're, we're both taking Pelham in this one, right? 
I took him in overtime, 13-7 in overtime wow. with my deck. Pelham in overtime over Plymouth. Oh, I think this is going to be a great game. Yeah, old school uh, defensive football. If you like that, you'll like this game. Game could be even in overtime. Game could be hour and an hour uh, over in an hour and forty five minutes. Yeah, no. Uh, Plymouth is going to be. They're going to. They're just so well prepared. And uh, Cody Bannon can throw the football, but I'm really impressed with Pelham. I love their defense uh, with Matt Crowley and Schleiman and Matt Muse and Colby Travis. They've got a lot of playmakers. Um, I like Pelham, and yeah, thirteen. This feels like a thirteen-seven overtime game to me. I, I think it's going to be a terrific football game. Jen and I are really excited to go cover it on Saturday. And as and speaking of uh, Hudson Public TV, they can leave their entire setup there at Milford because it's a rematch with Milford and Alvin. Yeah. yeah, unbelievable. I mean, did you watch the highlights of yeah. that game that we covered? The, oh my God, it was unbelievable. I mean, what a game! And uh, but the thing, and I wrote about it in the preview. I, I picked. I think it was thirty-eight, thirty-five. I picked Milford to win. Uh, Jonesy went for two in overtime and got the win. Uh, great game. Alvern was one-dimensional. I think they figured out early on. Tarek Roth figured out they weren't going to have a lot of success running the football against Milford, so they kind of had to have Kyle Gore throw it, and he did a really, really good job. Uh, Paul Manzi is a really big wide receiver for Alvern, and so when they get down uh, in the red zone, they like to just lob it up to him and let him make a basketball play. He's a basketball player for Marty Edwards. And but Joe Joe Man- Joe Man- Joe Manzi's too old to be in high school. He's very tall. He's a basketball referee, but he can't play high school football anymore. Joe Manzi. Oh Manzi. Oh, different Manzi. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah, no, different. There's there's multiple Manzis all over the place. Uh, and so I like uh, I like Milford, but boy, I mean, you could go either way. And here's another example. This is a two versus seven game. Alvern absolutely should get to UNH again as a seven. Team. Oh, absolutely. for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I took Milford as well. But yeah, I, I would not be shocked. Alvern almost won the game last time, so uh, you wouldn't be shocked if they were able to bounce back and win this one. So should be yeah, fantastic. That's what we need. It could go. We're going to make our picks, but really, it could go. It could go either way. I mean, I I really like Hallsbrook line over Kennett. Other than that, I, nothing else is going to like drop. You know, drop my jaw, shock me about as far as results in Division Two. Exactly. All right. All right. So, yeah. Division, yeah, Division Three. We got old school. I was gonna say an old school Division Two rivalry. They've been Division Three. You can't keep track of what divisions they're all in because they used to change every other year. But Laconia goes at Lebanon. Uh, I like Lebanon, but it's kind of a fun little. That those two teams used to open the season against each other. Craig Cousins of Laconia versus Chris Childs of Lebanon. So kind of fun to see those guys playing each other. I like. Uh, I like Lebanon. Yeah, I think D3 is going to be pretty chalky uh, in the first round at least, but uh, I'll, I'll take Lebanon as well here. And I, I, I think Lebanon might be uh, might be the crew this year. Yeah, Manadnock gets Hillsborough during Hawkinson at home. I do think this is going to be a really, really good game. The Huskies blew them out the first time, but I know Hillsborough during Hawkinson was missing some guys on the line. And uh, this time around, I think it's going to be a very, very good football game. I do think Manadnock wins it behind Lincoln uh, Blodgett, but I do think it's going to be a really good football game. Yeah, I think experience matters, especially in the playoffs. So that's why I took Manadnock. But uh, it, it's good that uh, the Red Hawks have uh, all their uh, all their weapons back for this one. So hopefully that one's uh, a knockdown dragout affair like we like. Yeah, uh, Trinity is going to take on Newport. Uh, I made the Connor Walsh Trinity Goffstown joke. If John <laughs> Tebow, who was a stud running back as an underclassman for New- Newport, we covered him. 
uh, went off to Trinity, and uh, if Newport wins, do they get to take John Tebow home? I think that's not a bad rule. Let him, let him keep on. Yeah. He can stay there in Newport. Yeah, that's absolutely. That's how it works. I don't, I don't know if people are aware of that. Yeah, let him stay. It's in, it's so, in the, the NHIAA handbook, actually. It's a new rule. Yeah, for people to know, in our, our Coaches for a Cause Jamboree coming up this December 14th, we once had Goffstown play Trinity, and Connor Walsh was a Goffstown kid going to Trinity, and we threw it out there that if Goffstown won, they got to take him back. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, listen, if countries can fight over islands and stuff like that, then <laughs> high schools can fight over kids. I like Trinity in a very big way over Newport, although I think it's impressive that Newport scrambled to get in the playoffs. That's a really good program, and they'll be back. Yeah, that's good to see Newport back in the mix, but yeah, I do like Trinity here. Campbell uh, at home against Stevens. Stevens just hasn't found the stride. They, they didn't have Quinton Bicknell for a long part of the season, and he's a he's a big part of that team. Keegan McAllister is really good. They just haven't been as good on the line as they usually are. And as I wrote today, you know, Stevens upset Trinity a year ago. We remember Stevens going over there with Parker Smith and Beatty and Henry Bork beating uh, Mananoc when Mananoc was the one seed and then going to UNH and beating uh, Interlakes and the famous uh, the helmet intro with you and I wearing <laughs> the respective helmets. Uh, John Francis of Interlakes giving me the helmet of a freshman. I, I think my brain was squeezed together <laughs> for that. Um, but we talk about what Paul Silva, who's one of our, our favorites, does every year with Stevens. But, they're they, you know, they beat him last year, but it's just they won the trenches. And can they win the trenches against Campbell? I don't know. And Keegan Mills may not be playing in this game. Um, he was ejected from last week's game against Lebanon, so I'm not sure if he's eligible. I think when you get ejected, you don't get to play the next game. But either way, I still like Campbell, but I do think it will be a close game. I think Stevens will battle him. Yeah, I like Campbell, too. Uh, I like Campbell even though uh, whether or not Keegan Mills is there. But I will say this. When, when some schools get a rep, for uh, for for pulling off early round upsets, and you know whether or not kids were a part of those upsets, it tends not to matter. Uh, you know, you get you get a little mojo working, and uh, Campbell's they better. I know they'll be ready, they'll be prepared, but just just be careful. If that game's close in the fourth quarter, who knows what can happen, right? Yeah, Stevens has done it time and time again. I mean, Stevens is is really underratedly one of the top 10, 15 football programs in New Hampshire. They are. Yeah, it's a football football town. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So so that's D3. Do not stop the top of my head, by the way. Uh, I went up and down that preview about a thousand times last night, so I, I should know it by now. Uh, Division Four Winnesquam host Bishop Brady. As I wrote, I said, if you're calling D1 the Londonderry Invitational, <laughs> what, what are you calling D4? That's clearly the Raymond Invitational, right? Uh, sir. No. <laughs> Ray, who we talk, who, who's Raymond? Yeah. Who are we talking about? How dare, Romano? How dare about? you? Everybody Raymond loves Floyd? Raymond. Yeah. Uh, I like Winnesquam in a big way over Bishop Brady. They've had a week off, and uh, they just have to. I think they'll, they'll they'll get a challenge in the championship game, but I don't see it at home this weekend playing Bishop Brady, Phil Nichols, Gunnar Horman, and company, uh, I think, get the win and head back. And, again, as I wrote, Austin Grass, remember him, uh, your favorite, the best uh, golfing videographer out there in the game today will Who? be with me. Yes, he's back next uh, Saturday night in Laconia. We will be calling the D4 championship game and celebrating with the winners on the field after that one. So we will be covering the D4 championship game next Friday night. All right, uh, Saturday night. Saturday. Saturday night. Yep, and I will take uh, I'll take Winnesquam in uh, in that one as well. No surprise there. And Dave, of course. 
in the uh, in the uh, other half of the bracket, Division Four. I'm gonna go with the greatest show on natural. Ter- I know Fall Mountains won five in a row. I know they have. Doesn't I know they're in the playoffs for the first time? I think since 1990. What happened to Raymond against Mascoma? You know what? We were looking ahead to the playoffs. We were looking ahead. Yeah, and that'll happen. Oh, the bye week, you were looking ahead. Yes. When you're, when you're as good as we are, and I say we because you know, I've adopted them, uh, you, sure. you, you tend to look ahead. Uh, but now, now we're, we're laser focused, Dave. Laser focused. This is where we part ways, my friend. I like Fall Mountain in this one. Yeah, well, you, you're wrong. That's 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 the long and the short of it. The greatest show on natural turf, the Raymond Rams. Isaac Westover is going to run all over Raymond. I like Fall oh. Mountain to win this game. It'll be Fall Mountain, Winnesquam in the championship game. How dare you, Saturday night. I think, so. what, what, I call what was it, the first time since like 1990 Fall Mountain's in the playoffs in football or, or something crazy like that? It's been a long, long, long time, Yeah, right? I think it has. D- D4, we've been all for it. Uh, I know there's some grumps out there that haven't been for it, I, uh, but that's okay, grumps are grumps. I, I like uh, I like Division 4. I, lo- I love the way it's set up. What's interesting is there are some teams that are going back next year. You know, every two years they kind of realign. I, I hear Lebanon's going back to D2 and Alvern's going back to D1. Oh, so, that would be bad for Alvern. Yeah. Uh, D2 is where they belong. I mean, that's right. As far as yeah. football goes, that's uh, that's that's too bad. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, we'll get into that when they go that. But uh, no, I, I love the the, the four division setup. It's perfect. Again, I. For people who maybe didn't have kids before listening, like I, I remember one year covering the D4 championship game and the D5 championship game. St. Thomas won five, Trinity won four, and I remember being like, why why are they not in the same division? Why don't they just play each other? Right. But no, we, we should have six divisions, remember? Yeah, six was too many. Three was too few. Four feels just about right. So I think four, four is where it's at. All right, so, uh, okay. So give me your, in D1, the team that could maybe shock people this weekend. An upset Pinkerton. special. Pinkerton? Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, I think that would be the shocker. I mean, I, I don't think Merrimack, because I don't think, I mean, I think it's a cop-out if I said Merrimack beating North, because without Curtis Harris, you right. know what I mean? Uh, it's, I, it's not a shocker. I think in our staff picks, quite a few people took Merrimack to beat Nashua North, but... I think Pinkerton, honestly, it's really the only – I mean, I don't think South's beating Exeter. Let's put it that way. Okay. And then Gosstown-Salem is an even football game. I'm taking Salem, but that's not a shocker. I, Pinkerton could shock Londonderry. I don't think they're going to. I made that pretty clear in my picks, but they could. That would be the most shocking, yeah. D- a D2, what result would surprise you the most? Not that any of them would, but what would be the most surprising? I think Sauhegan beating Bo and Bo getting knocked out after an unbeaten season would really surprise me. Yeah, I think it's either that or, or Kennett beating the you know Hollis Brookline because Hollis Brookline is so on fire. But uh, but yeah, nothing nothing shocks anybody in Division Two. So let's... no, I mean I, I I did Milford Alvern and you know one thing is that Alvern you know got stopped at the goal line and. You know, the thing that Alvern did defensively is they really did a good job keeping Gavin Erder from his, you know, 70-yard touchdown. I've been doing Milford stats all year long, and he's had quite a few plus 50-yard runs. And they did a good job of kind of containing, air quotes, him and, and that running game. And the thing with Milford, they got a couple of different guys who can do it. And Colton Burrows, they got some big boys on that line, Samson Hodges. Um 
That's no surprise in that one. Yeah, I mean, Hosper Klein, yeah, I would be surprised if Hosper Klein went to Kennett and lost because I just think it's a tough matchup. The, see, the thing with those North teams is they don't see a lot of spread offenses because right. the North it doesn't have a lot of spread offenses. Guilford Belmont throws the ball a lot, but Plymouth doesn't. You know, a lot of these teams don't throw the ball much. Pembroke threw it a lot more this year, as you know, because you adopted them. But um, For a minute, yeah. they, uh, they don't see it where, you know, in the South, Hollis, Brookline, Sauhegan, you know, a lot of these teams throw the ball. Uh, St. Thomas, they throw the ball out. They're more used to it. So it's just a little harder for these North teams. I mean, you know, Plymouth always seems to adjust just fine, thank you, but it's a little harder. All right, and if there's one team that could be a dark horse in Division Three, because we both think it's going to be pretty chalky, who would you who would you say could be a dark horse? I mean, I think if Keegan Mills doesn't play, Stevens could shock the world again against Campbell. Okay. Yeah, I, I I subscribe to that as well. So yeah, I mean they they've got the playmakers, they got the coach. It's just can they kind of hang in there on the line of scrimmage against Campbell? You know, um, who I like a lot, but uh, that 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 would be the one I would subscribe to. All right. Well, there's the picks. Uh, you're going to be uh, with Matt Regan at. Uh... <laughs> All the highlights. I can't wait. I can't. I, I, I wish you were you, you were doing that live so I can watch it from Virginia. Oh no, it, it's Saturday. It'll be on the same time we are. So it, it's 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 playoff time. So all the games are Saturday. I, I yeah. I just I can't wait to watch the highlights of Matt Regan. The uh, if there's that is worth the price of the uh, uh, of the gold subscription itself is be able to see the full game highlights of what? Matt Regan and Dave Haley. Well, when, yeah, when Plymouth runs one of those misdirection handoffs where you think the ball's going one way and it's going off tackle to the other side, that's when I'm going to ask Matt Regan to break down what just happened for us. Haley, they said that'll be, that'll be that'll be comedy gold. That will be my gift to you, as Matt Regan describing Plymouth's football offense they, for you. They set a ball screen, Haley, and then they a no look pass over the shoulder. I don't know what the hell happened. Yeah. I thought it was going right. I saw the kick get tackled, and then guess what? He didn't have the ball. One of them, the, the pythons are going to hang a banner, Haley. <laughs> he loves his pythons. <laughs> it's going to be great. So you'll be at that game. Uh, I will be at uh, what, maybe the biggest uh, FCS game uh, in uh, in the nation. Not FBS. That's uh, LSU Alabama. But uh, UNH at James Madison. So the, I don't. you probably didn't see this day, but the playoff selection committee for for FCS uh, put out their top 10, and UNH was ranked number 10 by the Playoff Selection Committee, which was kind of a shocker right. to everybody. Uh, so this, wow. Yeah, so this, this this becomes a real important game for UNH. JMU's number two in the nation, so it'll be uh, – so They don't have to win. They can just kind of hang in there? I mean, if, or what? Yeah, I mean, they got a puncher's chance just because their defense is so good, but JMU's a wagon. As a team, they've already rushed for 2,000 yards through, uh, through eight games. Is that good? Is that any good, Dave? I don't follow sports, but the guys at the water cooler were talking, and it sounded like a good. It was good. <laughs> yeah, so JMU is really, really good. But uh, if they can hang around to the fourth quarter, they got a chance. And if they, if if the game's close, uh, I don't think UNH will get hurt the results. But they got to win. They got three games left. They got to win two out of three to make the playoffs. We figure. So hey, why not get one here? Right? Why not? Why not shock the world? Yeah, no, it's been a fun season for you. So that's saying last last year was very disappointing with oh, a lot yeah. of hype in it. It fizzled out, so it's nice to see uh, the kids fighting for Coach Mack this season, and uh, it's been a fun UNH year, no doubt. Absolutely. All right, so we'll be back with uh, next week. We'll pick all the uh, all the semifinal games and uh, one championship game next week. We'll pick as well, right? Yeah, that's right. Can't wait for Winnesquam against Fall Mountain.
Oh, my goodness. Yeah, the Raymond Rams. Here we go. Dick Vermeil is coming in to watch that game just because he knows the Rams are playing, as it turns out. That's breaking news. <laughs> He's a little confused. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, have fun. Enjoy the games. We'll see you next week. All right, buddy. Have a safe trip.